A wise man once said, the future belongs to those who are working hard today. I then asked myself the very question, what is the future of Africa? What is the future of the black continent? What is the future of the black race? My name is Efoso Zaro. I'm the author of Zaro Fury, and you are listening to Zaro Fury Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ozero Fury Podcast. My name is Efosa. And um, yes, this is the beginning of uh, another season of this podcast. Like I told you guys before, I promised last time that in this coming season or the second half of this podcast, I was planning to have a guest on this show. And just because to, I want it more dynamic in the subject matters. And I wanted someone that can contribute f- psychologically and emotionally to the show. So I wanted someone that I could communicate with in terms of asking the, the, those critical questions that this podcast is all about. Like the future of Africa. Where are we going what is the future of Africa in terms of development, psychology, and spiritual, really? So, I brought a guest to this show today, and I will let her introduce herself. Sure. Hi. I'm Becky. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I'm very passionate about psychology. Actually, I studied psychology like 10 years ago at uni back in Italy but I just left sort of like six months after because I quite didn't understand it I find it quite a heavy topic so I just left it back then and then a year ago I had this passion again because I work with people as a dental nurse so I always have this passion to to understand people and to see what they what goes through their mind and how they behave the way they behave so that's why i'm quite interested about african psychology and how it will impact our everyday life and the future of africa so thank you for having me you're welcome thank you thanks for that quick introduction uh you said you you study psychology mm-hmm. yeah and is there is there a way we can differentiate african psychology I know the terms sound a bit new to you. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, the the terms African psychology is something that is propping up mm-hmm. nowadays because there's uh, myself have been very involved in this idea of having to bring African psychology to the mainstream, mm-hmm. African psychology mm-hmm. to 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 forefront, mm-hmm. and so we can apply it in our everyday doings. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if, if that's something that you'll be following for quite some time now or mm. when you heard the terms mm. African psychology, mm-hmm. wh- what comes to your mind there? At the moment, it's quite a big um, topic. And I think there hasn't been any psychologists from Africa or even mainstream Western uh, psychology to actually 
pinpoint exactly what makes Africans special in psychology. I mean, I understand that the brain of human being is the same everywhere, black or white, it's still the same. But one thing that we have to highlight is that behavior differ from different people. Example, as a woman, although I have the same brain as a man, there are some features or some behavior that I have that a man might not necessarily have or behave that way. And I, th- I think it's the same also men have certain characteristics that they have that women don't necessarily have. So I think that's how my understanding of African psychology that they kind of want to put out there that there's some differences in behavior in blacks compared to white. And I think that's also what comes out from your book, The Ozaro Theory. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that, that that was the the key point I was trying to highlight in, in my book that, like you said perfectly, that, yes, uh, the brain is the same. Black, white, Asian is the same. Mm-hmm. But there are a variations mm. in, in behavior mm-hmm. and this little variation in genetics also contributes, it makes a big impact when it comes to behavior. Hmm. And and that's what I was trying to put across in the Ozero theory that, hey, maybe the little differences that we see in blacks, white, and Asian hmm. can contribute to understanding black, white, and Asians in behavior. Hmm. To see how these little differences also can contribute to the behavioral differences between blacks, white, and Asian. Mm-hmm. So that's what Ozaro theory really was. It just was a paper, was a theory, you know, like all theory of theory or less have to be proven. Mm. Like I said, this was a hypothesis I created in order to understand the African behavior as separate from other behavior. Mm. So I believe that if we can pinpoint and understand the African behavior fully, Mm. we can then come up with a way to understand why these behavior are what they are Mm -hmm. and where they come from. Mm. And I think that kind of opened the the door to African psychology, Mm. even though it's a term that maybe it might be overused or in a way that hasn't been contributing to the to psychology community mm. but i think there is a need for an african understanding of african identity in mm. psychology mm-hmm. and african identity is associated or comes with understanding the african behavior mm. and to understand the african behavior we really have to study genetics patterns and variation Definitely. between blacks white and asia mm-hmm. and that would let us have a scientific basis to prove that there is a need for us to have an African psychology. And that's what Ozaro theory really is about. Like I'm trying, I I put out this theory that, Mm. listen, there is a differences in genetics between blacks, white, and Asian. Mm -hmm. These genetics can contribute to the understanding of African psychology in behavior and studying behavior and other parts of African cultures and 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 personalities so um let me first of all say that i'm really glad i'm happy to find someone like you to be on this podcast (laughs) you know the podcast has been a solo journey all right and uh 
me trying to write a book and try to put my ideas out there mm. and it can be very challenging mm. and it can be very challenging at times and i do find that very um exhausting oh, you know right. psychologically emotionally mm. and so but to have someone that you can really have a good conversation mm. regarding a topic that you find really interesting or mm. you love to talk about mm -hmm. i think it is is a is a, is a wonderful thing oh, so once great. again i want to thank you for coming on board <laughs> and joining me on this podcast thank so, you so um the reason i brought you here or invited you to this podcast is really that sometimes as a writer let me speak from a perspective of a writer mm. when, as a writer sometimes when you are writing you you are writing from your own point of view mm -hmm. from your own perspective mm. from your own understanding mm -hmm. and and as a writer sometimes we can get consumed mm. in our within our perception of what we're trying to convey mm. you understand me mm -hmm. so I wanted to have a broad conversation, mm. a broad understanding mm -hmm. with someone that understands psychology about where do we where are we heading yeah. in terms of is it a right step for Africans to start implementing psychology or is it a right step for for us to even use the word African psychology in in, in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to understand what's your take on that? Should that should we be using the word African psychology? Or is it, or is it just something? Is it too early? Okay. So, first of all, I would like to say well done for your book, because honestly speaking, this Thank is you. <laughs> this is the first book that I've picked up and I've seen myself in, meaning that as an African, so I'm from Ghana, so reading a book of psychological meaning, like your the Ozaro theory and let's say um so reading your book because you're a Nigerian author right yeah and born and bred <laughs> okay so the way you wrote it and where you're coming from I think you've done like research through your experience of Africans in Africa so yeah. like <clears throat> excuse me so you started from nigeria so you talk about the behavior of nigerians and how it was the lifestyle of you growing up in nigeria and then you correlate that to africans in italy then you correlate that to blacks in um, netherlands so the Italians and the guyanas and then again with the black british and then with the african-americans and caribbean and i think this is the first book where an African born in, let's say, for Jamaica can see himself in it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like as an African Ghanaian, although I'm from Ghana, never been to Nigeria, I can still see myself in the book. So this book kind of bring out the other side of Africa or the other side of black people that no one has ever tapped into, no one has ever talked about yeah. and actually makes us realize that we are actually more similar than different than different yeah yeah so now i can see myself in an african-american or in a black british or a black born in um, jamaica 
meaning that we are all the same because if you see the behavior like how you describe it across the globe we all black people have certain traits that other races might not have necessarily so that's why I, I think you've done a really good job like to take your time and take your life and through your life experience to also record all these um patterns and these traits it makes every black person i think relatable to somehow somewhere or someone yeah you know yeah i think that was well said because uh that was my main focus on the book i was trying to understand why the behavior of african slightly differs from that of european and asian mm -hmm. the more i do research mm. and the more i start to discover that oh wow African is not just African, including the African Americans mm -hmm. in the Caribbean, the Haiti. Mm -hmm. The behavior is similar across the board. Yeah. And I was trying to understand why, mm. you know, mm -hmm. why is it so? Why are we so similar in, yeah. in the behavior, even though we, we kind of like, you know, African Americans, they'd be taken out of Africa for about 400 and something years, yeah. right? So we are looking at third or fourth generation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the uh, the slave the slave that were taken out of Africa to Brazil or mm -hmm. Caribbeans, mm -hmm. I think that happens about four hundred and something years ago. Yeah. And we're still looking at fourth generation. Yeah. But regardless of what I said, you know, all the time, the African behavior still remain there. Yeah. The African behavior still remained there. So I was trying, as a researcher mm -hmm. and as a writer, mm. I was trying to understand why. Yeah. Why is the African behavior still there? Mm -hmm. And I was trying, I was looking at it from a very cultural perspective. Like maybe it's, it's due to the cultural, mm. uh, cultural similarities between mm. Africans, Caribbeans and um, African Americans mm -hmm. and Africans in Africa. Mm -hmm. But I quickly brushed that away because... The more I, I carry out my research, mm. the more I found out that no culture culture has no relevancy mm. in the psychological aspect of the identity of African yeah. or the behavioral traits of African. Yeah. And the more I started to dig in, mm. and the more I found that we were just similar people. Mm -hmm regardless of the cultural differences because yeah. african-american got different culture now yeah. by now yeah. since they've been taken out of africa mm -hmm. same way as african um, um the jamaican got mm -hmm. uh uh different cultures now mm. since they've been removed from africa mm. uh the caribbeans and the atl those people mm -hmm. but the behavior of africans still remain yeah so I quickly brush the cultural aspect away from my research and just focus on the psychological bit, mm. which was more answering to my questions rather than the cultural or the the other elements that mm. involve. Mm -hmm. So the psychological bit was more catering to my question and giving me the answers mm. to those questions I was seeking for. So that's why I started to dig deep and say, wait a minute, maybe Africans got different, are just different kind of, people mm. and how does these different kind of people differ from other races mm. and to start understanding the, their uniqueness and their abilities and their traits it opened a door a pandora box mm. and and which made me believe that this could be another breakthrough mm. if well understood by africans 
psychologists in Africa mm-hmm. or across the globe mm-hmm. if we're understood that it can, this can be a breakthrough in in science and also in psychology so that we as Africans can understand what makes us us. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we talk about us as if we don't know ourselves. And when we talk about what other people do to us, how we need to do something like, you know, we need to wake up. We, need, You know, a, a lot of things that a lot of Africans say, you know, I think on a superficial level, mm. you know, it seems like we, we are very passionate people. <laughs> we are very passionate in things we do. We put a lot of our soul and our blood and tears into it. Yeah. We are very passionate. Mm. But but at the same time, when mm. you really take a, a critical approach mm. towards understanding the African behavior, personality, mm. and when you put that under, under a microscope, you mm. see that Africans are people who are struggling to understand themselves. Mm. You see, mm-hmm. and that's across the globe, mm. not just in Africa, African-American included. There are people who are struggling to understand themselves. And mm. then I ask myself the question that why, mm. how, how is that possible that we're struggling to understand ourselves? And what I come to realize is that there is a lack of psychology mm. in Africa studies. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have had a lot of writers and historians that have written a lot of books about different things mm. but only few have really dive into the areas of psychology mm. and i think that that part is what is missing mm. Mm. in africa uh africans evolution mm. at, at this present time in in history yeah the, the evolution of african mm. the only thing that is missing because we know about african history yeah we know about African culture. Yeah. We know about African contribution mm-hmm. to, to world history. Yeah. But we don't have enough of work in yeah. the areas of psychology. Definitely. See, I, and I felt that that was an element that was missing within an African studies. So I needed to dive into it and see if I can maybe steam up mm. something that we can use. Yeah. You know, as yeah. as an African, and that I tried to do in Ozaro theory. Yeah. You know, and hopefully that will lead to African psychology. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And also, as as someone passionate about psychology, right? Uh, speaking from my op- uh, personal experience, and I feel like although let's say psychology might be holding back Africa because they never studied it or they maybe they never understand it sometimes i also feel like that they find it challenging because they haven't got anything to think with meaning like like a theory on which to stand on to to like to express themselves or to to come out like this is what so i agree with you i agree with you because you know you know when you, you see psychology is not like oh, every other uh uh subject, subject it's you know tough. It's, it's, a, it's a very tough subject yeah. because it requires a lot of discipline definitely you know and and one thing about psychology is that you cannot that's why in the previous episode mm. uh, for those who are listening mm-hmm. i talked about how i was not too keen with the way that African America has used the term African psychology to narrate their experience in America, I said I was not very keen to see that because African American experience is 
is uh is a unique experience that is important mm. but it kind of box us into one dimension mm-hmm. and it box us into one into one basket mm. as if african-american experience dictate everything for us yeah through the lens of understanding the African people in the diaspora, yeah, which shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. African psychology, the reason why he's been lacking mm-hmm. in the areas of of um, applied psychology, yeah, is because there's no theory to think with, yeah, and. And once there's no theory to think with, there's really no psychology. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, theories and psychologies go hand in hand. Definitely. You know, you develop a theory, you put it in test. Mm-hmm. You don't develop psychology and go back and start finding theory. Yeah. See, and that is what it has been in when African-Americans use the term African psychology because we're throwing the word around so loosely, mm-hmm. like I said, we're talking about African psychology, but there's no theory. Yeah. When you said that there's nothing to think with, you're absolutely right. At this present time mm-hmm. in African history, mm-hmm. there's no theory for African to think with in the areas of psychology. Mm. And that's where our theory comes in. Like, I'm kind of like trying to open the, the discussion. Like, listen, we need a theory mm-hmm. in order for us to discover or find african psychology Mm -hmm. we cannot develop african psychology without a theory Mm. and that's what our theory is is basically our theory Mm -hmm. that is a theory that can be used is a hypothesis but Mm -hmm. it can be used to understand like okay if our theory is right yeah maybe let's let's try implement some of his idea and let's see if it actually works Mm. and that's where I really want African to take it to like in terms of building the skeleton mm-hmm. for for developing African psychology because it's really important. You need a theory, which is the skeleton, yeah, to build the psychology. Without theory, you don't have psychology. That's right. Yeah, and um, I have one question. Please do. Yeah. So basically, one thing that's always been a big issue that I always find difficult to understand myself is about nature versus nurture, right? And basically, the way I understand it is like nature is about the genes that we inherit. So the way we are born, we cannot change. And then the nurture is our environment and what we learn from the environment, right? So from the theory that you've come up with, which is the emotional reservoir, Will you say that emotional reservoir is like the nurture on which African psychology can be built on? So we can use the Af- um, the emotional reservoir theory or hypothesis as a backup on which we can build African psychology on top. Yeah, is that uh, what you mean? I, I think the 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 whole idea of nature versus nurture that's mm-hmm. a very interesting topic in itself. I would really love to go into in depth in another episode right and have that conversation and really go in go in depth mm-hmm. you know in, in the idea of nature and nurture yeah um like you said yes you see psychologist is a disciplinary uh um study mm. you know like i said before you need theories to have psychology without theory there's no psychology and when you look at western psychology mm-hmm. it's full of theories and theories yeah. or those fe- until those theories are 
tested yeah. and they approve. Yeah. Some theories never make it to the <laughs> to the to the end of the race. Yeah. Because Africa hasn't developed a theory, mm. it has become very challenging for Africans to have a psychology because you first of all you have to bring your theory on yeah. board and say, here's what I think, mm. here's my theory, here's how you should apply it. Mm. Mm. So because it hasn't been yeah. or nobody has written one. Yeah. It has to be very difficult. Mm. So, yes, our theory is the nurturing mm. of African people. Okay. African people, by nature, they have their own behavior and personalities. Yeah. So, like a child or anybody mm-hmm. who is born, natural behavior is what you see in every human being. Mm-hmm. The discipline in psychology is to ask the question that like, where does this natural behavior, mm. where does it come from? Mm. You see, mm-hmm. natural behavior of a dog is to bark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A natural behavior of a lion is to be a lion yeah. or, you know, a king of the jungle. Yeah. A natural behavior of a cat is to, is to whatever. What does cat <laughs> do? They meow <laughs> yeah, and scream, you know, like, you know, a natural behavior of a fish is to swim. Yeah. Is the psychology mm. discipline for us to question, why does this fish... Mm swim the way it does so meaning the environment no no it's it, it, the, the general discipline mm. of psychology is to question like why does this fish swim in the first place all right why is it that the fish swim yeah. and dog doesn't swim all right so okay. the, the general discipline is just we question like why why okay you see, the mm-hmm. why you mm-hmm. know is a the cause and effect yeah is the discipline that is required in psychology mm-hmm and that ability for us to question that, why does a fish swim mm. and dog can't? Mm-hmm. That's just a general discipline. Mm. And then from there, we start coming up with different hypotheses to kind of explain why fish swim and yeah. why dogs or lion doesn't swim. Yeah. So in that same African psychology mm-hmm. is a general discipline that African natural behavior we see in every human being. Mm-hmm. African is not different from European or Chinese mm-hmm. in terms of natural behavior. Mm-hmm. Pretty much we're all the same. Yeah. But the genetic question is that why is African black and mm-hmm. whites are white and Chinese are white? Mm-hmm. That is a psychological question. Mm-hmm. And once we start to understand that, well, Africans are black due to these factors. Yeah. Then we understand that what causes these factors. All right. All right. And once we understand what those what causes those factors, and mm-hmm. then we say, all right, what is like like I said, cause and effect. Once we understand the causes, mm-hmm. then we start asking, what's the effect? Mm. So if African black mm-hmm. due to A, B, C, and D, yeah, then what are the side effects of A, B, C, and D? All right. Okay. So Ozel theory is really opening the door for Africans to understand, like, hey. We are black because of where we evolve. Yeah. But here are some genetic effects that comes with being black. All right. Some are good. Mm -hmm. Some, they aren't. Yeah. And once we understand that, well, this discipline requires us to know both Mm sides, the good side and the bad side of this genetic effect that comes with being black. Yeah. Then we can master it mm-hmm. and try and understand it and then apply it accordingly. All right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, is that understood? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, psychology is a very, very mentally challenging, mm. you know, uh, subject. You yeah. know, and yeah. and it takes a lot of discipline mm. to kind of break down element mm. and try to explain them. You know, it takes a lot of discipline and yeah. the mental challenges as well. So you know, and yeah. that's what uh, psychology is. And I hope that you know, in the future, we're going to be having more of this interesting conversation mm -hmm. when it comes to the areas of psychology and particularly African psychology. Mm. African needs to develop African psychology. African cannot run a society, a civilization without a psychology. Mm. You know, this is my personal assessment mm. that I've done on African countries and African people that the, the continental failure of Africa mm. and the cultural uh, drawback mm -hmm of black community and black in diaspora black globally mm -hmm. is is due to psychology mm. and because they haven't taken the time to study or present a hypothesis or theory mm. they can think with they have been running a psychology without theory mm. so one thing right so will you say that long story short psychology is basically questioning why things happen and the way they are they are yeah. so basically will you say like in our environment let's say in africa a psychologist's role is to question why is it sunny why is it uh yeah. so yeah. it's about questioning questioning always. questioning so then from the questioning yeah then you start to understand why things happen the way they are. That's correct. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just thinking from the point of view of an African or let's say someone in Africa that maybe might be interested in, uh, in psychology, but now the discipline of psychology has become almost like a science. So it's quite difficult for us Africans to to understand uh, yeah, how yeah, it works. The, the reason why psychology has become more science in the west is because westerners have come to the understanding that psychology is science because the more you start asking questions about why things work the way they worked or mm. why things are the way they are the more you are becoming scientists mm. Mm. you see mm. because if you understand how things work or how things are put together mm. or why things work the way they work pretty much you are almost like a scientist so psychology and science go the same way because psychologists once you start understanding human behavior how the brain works mm. how human personality human uh emotions and mm -hmm. things of that you know the, the cognition how all these things works mm. when you start understanding that you're almost like a scientist mm. you understand me because mm. you can predict yeah any behavior mm. you understand me yeah. when you also look at the the, the mind mapping of of artificial intelligence mm -hmm. it, it requires a lot of psychology because <laughs> you know if psychologists are not there to program a computer or or to tell or advise the scientist who is programming the computer mm. like here's how the human brain works mm -hmm. so that the computer works in the same similarities mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so it, it requires psychology also in that aspect of science science and psychology pretty much they're like a man and woman, you mm. know, you need both. Mm -hmm. You understand me? So mm. you cannot have science without psychology. Mm -hmm. So because the more you go in depth in psychology, the more you discover science. Of course. Okay. You know, the more you yeah. discover science and no science, the more you understand psychology, psychology as well. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a discipline that, that requires both. All right. Yeah. And um, 
that was the end of this podcast and now uh, in the next episode two more debates regarding nature versus nurture and how we differ as humans and what is so special about us african uh, i'm happy to have guests on this show and hopefully she will stay for long and yeah. now you know <laughs> we'll be having her around for long and so have a different opinion and different perspective about psychology about life and everything once mm-hmm. again thank you for coming thank you for having me yeah and see you next time yeah, yeah? all right take bye. care guys see you bye, bye.